Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 660 of the Juicebox Podcast. Over the years on the podcast, I've come up with terms that, you know, don't exist in diabetes management. One thing I can think of off the top of my head is trust that what you know will happen will happen. It's it, To me, it's a diabetes truism. It's a tool. And some of these terms give you another way to think about an idea. Once in a while in the Defining Diabetes series, we get off of words that you're like, bolus, I know bolus, that's a medical word. And we do one like today. Today's term that Jenny and I will help define is black hole. Don't worry, it's all going to make sense soon. Please remember while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If you have type 1 diabetes and are a U.S. resident or are the caregiver of a type 1 and are a U.S. resident, please head over to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Take the survey. You'll be helping people with type 1 diabetes and supporting the show. This episode of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by U.S. Med. U.S. Med is the online diabetes supplier that you've been looking for. They have a dedicated 800 number for Juicebox podcast listeners, and you can call today to get your free benefits check, 888-721-1514, or go to usmed.com forward slash juicebox. U.S. Med wants to bring you better service and better care than you're accustomed to. For today, I think I'd like to do a couple of like my terms, like dictate the pace and black hole. I want to start there. And then maybe Great. if we have time, we they're can They're definitely roll. your terms because they're not, I don't use black. Actually, my boys talk about black hole, but they're very much referring to black holes in the outer space, space. realm of things. So. <laughs> well, so, I mean, it, it's at this point, it's been a number of years. And so I don't even know if you remember the first time I said it. Um I kind of remember the first time I thought it, and it blew my mind a little bit, uh, when I realized that a temp basal off was creating a void in the future. Right. And yes. that, that's and, a good term for it. Yeah, right? Like, so, yeah. you know, so I guess I guess we're talking. We'll just keep going. Um, <laughs> the, the way I see it, and I'm sure the way you see it, too, is that if you're using insulin, if you have diabetes – your blood sugar, as soon as you introduce any carbs or, you know, body functions that push up blood sugar, your blood sugar starts to go up and it wants to continue going up. It It is sure. only stopped by the introduction of man-made insulin. And in my mind, that's a, um, I know people have probably heard me talk about it all kinds of different ways, but, it, you know, you could think of it as the the offensive and defensive line meeting in a football game. You could think of it as... Um, you know, what is that called? Mimes when they pretend they're up against the wall. <laughs> they put yes, their hands up, yes. right? Being inside of like the box. Yes. I just think of it as equal force from both sides. So right. the the blood sugar is trying to come up and you need to meet it with enough force to stop it from coming up, but to stop it and hold it at a level that you desire. So some people that might be 80 and for some people that might be 120, it doesn't matter. But we've talked about it over and over again that basal 
when set very properly, holds you, hold you at that spot, wherever it is. Yep. You know, and so I know this; these things might seem disconnected for a minute, but I think they'll it'll come together in a second as we're talking. <laughs> but I think of that as okay. I know that exists. If I have that right, that's one thing I can count on. And then I start thinking about the timing of insulin. And you know, you, you say all the time, as as does anybody who's paying attention, right? You get a pre bolus your meal because insulin doesn't start working right away. Right, correct. And then you're always very quick to like come by if I say something about that and say, don't forget, basil takes time to start working too. Yes. Right. So if you're on a pump and you just shut your basil off at noon, you're not going to see the impacts of that at noon. So you could do that right now. You could be super steady at whatever your number is. Shut your basal off, and your blood sugar is not going to immediately start going up because basal's been going in slowly over the time, and it takes time for it to begin working. So if your pump is giving you basal insulin, I mean, how does it break down in, in some pumps? How frequently do you get it in an Omnipod, for example? In an Omnipod, you get a pulse. Well, it depends on what the basal rate is at, right? right. Each pulse from a pod is delivered as a 0.05 pulse of of insulin. Mm-hmm. So depending on what your basal may be, if it's only 0.1 per hour, you're only getting 2.05 boluses, essentially, um, pulses over an hour's time. The higher the basal rate, the higher the pulses. So incrementally, that adjusts over the course of an hour based on how many pulses you should get to add up to your basal in an hour. So if your basal is a unit an hour, you're going to get 20 pulses an hour of the 0.05. And divide that into an hour, which is 60 minutes. It could give you exactly how many minutes between pulses exactly. Okay. So that, 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 the rest of that math, I don't care about. The idea that it's going to happen, it's going to wait, it's going to happen, it's going to wait, it's going to happen. Right. And each one of those little pulses lives in its own timeline inside of your body. Yes. Yes. Ah. Absolutely. It's like starting a new, if you imagine the timeline, that's a really good example. You know, I mean, even grade schoolers like my child who's in third grade already knows a timeline or a line of, you know, something in math to break it down. So if you say, okay, over this timeline, I'm getting a, a dose here, I'm getting a dose here, I'm getting a dose here. And then each of those has its own if you imagine like a bell curve of action, right? It's right. got its own time frame of start and finish. Each pulse does. Yep. So if you've been on a basal drip for hour, I mean, you don't have to be on it for about an hour for them all to be active. And then mm-hmm. you shut it off. It would take, I know this is audio, but the first 0.05 at the top of the hour it lives its life, goes through its bell curve and, and dissipates. The one that happens after that, Starts a little later than that, ends a little later than that. But if you just shut your basal off, eventually all of those little pulses would live their lives and be gone and have out an of end your, point. And have an end yes. point. And mm-hmm. when that happens, then there's a void. There is a black right. hole where there is no longer any gravity pulling down on your blood sugar or pushing down on your blood sugar. I know that gravity doesn't exactly work like that, but it's not the <laughs> point. In my head, it does, Jenny. So yes. <laughs> when I'm thinking about insulin, this is how it works. So, you know, that's where you, you know, you can, you, you'd hear me say, well, if you're low now, um, but not too low, what if you shut your basal off for half an hour? Maybe, 
an hour from now, that 70 that's been holding but not going down might drift up to, I don't know, a little bit sure. more, right? And you put the basil back on, you kind of catch it. It's, um, I I'm hope I'm being clear because in my mind, it's crystal clear. <laughs> it's, well, you're bringing up a really good point because I think as people get more, um, they want to become more aggressive, not, and I use aggressive, not as a bad word, but they want to get things in target more often, right? So we learn how to manipulate and micromanage with insulin, but biggest piece that you do have to remember is that the timeline of insulin isn't rapid. Right. Rapid is, I think one of the, it's a, it's a horrible name for our, our insulin today. It certainly works a lot faster than ages ago, thankfully, but it is not a stop it now. It has a now effect on what could happen. Right. Right. You have to remove it with enough time to build up in circulation more or in circulation less to impact the time in the future Mm -hmm. that you want more or less. So if you're low right now, do not suspend your insulin. It's not (laughs) going to work. It's not going to help you. You need sugar. (laughs) It's not going to work fast enough to stop a, like a falling blood sugar. Right. My, and I appreciate you pointing that out because my, my thought there was if you're 70 and you're hours beyond your meal insulin and you know you're not getting any lower but you really wish you were 85 and you don't want to take in carbs taking your basil away for 30 minutes could be enough yeah but it's not going to also happen in that moment like you can't shut no. the basil off at noon and expect the 70 to turn into 85 you might see a slow drift up over the next hour, hour right that's mm-hmm. my guess right yes. over an hour and you also, you know, those of you who hear this and are like, I'm going to try this one day. <laughs> also remember, you can't be shutting your basal off forever. Like if you have to shut your basal off for three hours, you have bigger problems than yeah. a, a small little nudge might help. And and you want to fix that problem. You also don't want to be without insulin for that long. It's just no. not a good plan. We usually say no, no suspends or no disconnections from insulin for or basal insulin, right? Even if you're on injections and you haven't taken boluses all day, but you did take your basal, you're not without insulin. Mm-hmm. So that's a different scenario, right? But completely disconnected from all insulin, we don't want it longer than two hours right. typically. And that would be in a situation where you're talking about, you know, you have too much to begin with. So you're trying to kind of horse trade, which I'll talk about in a half a second. As soon as I answer Arden's text, boy, this hasn't happened on the podcast in a while because of COVID. Uh, where I talk to Arden <laughs> about her food. So Arden is in a situation now where she is in a Chinese restaurant, and she says she is having sesame chicken and white rice. But Arden is also on a steroid pack right now. So oh, fun we, stuff. We have her basal Lots rate of insulin. jacked up um, to work on this. The problem is, is that we're using the algorithm. So the algorithm is set at a 200% um increase right now all the power is jacked up to 200 percent of its settings so if she puts in the right carbs for this it's going to double her meal insulin and probably i'm guessing kill her in about a half an hour so we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> probably not she'd, she'd do something about she it. would do something but. about it but it would try to get her um try. so i'm gonna tell so what i'm basically doing is i'm telling her to take i'm telling her to tell it half the carbs of what i think it is because it's going to double it 
So I think that'll make a bolus that is. So you really the- only need with the steroids, you only really need more basal. It doesn't sound like bolus does need to be what's increased. It's more just a basal level. She definitely needs a heck of a lot more. Absolutely crazy. She's on the steroid pack. Her basal is basically at four units an hour for the last couple of days, up from 1.1. But no change in her meal ratio was necessary at all. Wow. So, I I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm just going with what works at this point, you know? Right. Um. Yes. So, hold on one second. So, I've told her that. Get her back to this. Okay. All right, now I got to try to find, I'm getting too old to, to skip around in thoughts, Jenny. Hold on a second. <laughs> um, what the hell were we saying before before she texted? We um, were talking about insulin and its action time. Yeah. Uh, don't turn it off because. We were talking about oh. the time frame to not turn it off for, which was about like no more than two hours is typically what we Right. And and I was going to bring up that if you're using an Omnipod specifically, it's always temp basal decrease because you can set an end time to those and it kind of turns back on. Turns back on. Whereas mm-hmm. if you suspend the insulin and you do not remember to turn it back on, your insulin is not coming back on. Correct. Um, but my, my bigger point here was going to be that if you think about if you think about this the way we're talking about it, you can flip it around and think about it the other way. So I'm just going to kind of go through it again. Um if you shut your insulin off, your basal insulin off on your pump at noon and you leave it off for an hour, sometime about an hour, hold on a second, she's saying 19 units. I'm going to just dial that back a little bit. I'm always I'm always interested in I have a lot, a lot I have a lot of teens that I work with as well and I am always amazed at the amount of insulin <laughs> that they take for meal times like I'm always like oh my gosh that's like 80 to 90% of my total daily insulin dose <laughs> right there in a meal I'm well, like she, oh my goodness she's about to have white rice and sesame chicken in a in a Chinese restaurant. So I told her to make it 16. I got to be honest with you. I don't know what's that's too much. Maybe I don't know what's about to happen, Um, (laughs) but we'll see. Uh, And she's got my car. So not only am I worried about her personal safety, but I'm worried about my car too. So (laughs) I'm trying to be very careful. Please text me when you leave the restaurant. Yeah. 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 Oh gosh. Okay. So anyway, so turn it off at noon. It creates you know, it, it takes a while for all those timelines of those little pulses to finish up. And now at some point in the future, probably around an hour, you're going to start seeing a drift up. That's a that's a ninja level move. But what you're really doing is you're manipulating the insulin to be where you want it and to and 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 sometimes to not be where you don't want it. So right. if you. So, you know, you probably people have probably heard me talk about even using temp basal increases during carbier meals. Um, and, mm-hmm. and and that's a good way to like up your basal so that an hour from now you have more resistance. Um, right. You could do that to meet a fat rise from French fries. You, you know, you could. You, you could do that. I see Arden's fat rise from fries and a burger hits her in about 90 minutes after she starts eating. So there's a world where 30 minutes after she starts eating, I can jack her basil up to try to get ahead of the fat rise. Just as simply, you can also kind of just, you could you could flip it around and do it the other way, right? Like you could take it away to create a void, to create a black hole. You could also add it to give yourself a, um, 
I don't know. I don't know enough about space. What's something that sucks you in and gets really powerful? I have no idea. Uh, but but you can change the power in the future by making decisions now. Super important to say that I think everything you do right now with insulin is always for later, whether it's a decrease, an increase, a regular bolus, um, no matter what you right. do, it's for later. Right. Absolutely. And that's, I talk about that a lot with people in terms of adjustment. They might say, well, everything is lovely after midnight in terms of like basil alone, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is lovely as long as I land at midnight where I want to. But last night, you know, I've, I've or and or I've been floating around at 170 overnight, but it's really nice and stable. Well, good. It's stable because your basil isn't wrong in this time period. Right. Where it's wrong is in the hours before this, which is impacting this time. And this basil is holding it where whatever happened before left off. Yeah. So let's address this time period, right? But the same thing for exercise. Again, I work with a lot of people around exercise and how to manage and manipulate. And it's don't adjust right now as you're going to set foot on the football field. Right. Yeah. Well, and the, the other ways to think about it, because really this is just about striking someone in their mind in a way to think about it. You, mm -hmm. you, you can create stability over 24 hours by having all of these decisions right. And people are like, oh, it's too much to do. But it's not really. You're talking about having your basal set well, understanding, you know, if there are certain times of day where your basal needs to be stronger or weaker, knowing mm -hmm. when that is starting that basal program prior to when that happens. But um, I don't know. I'll try to make sense of it a different way. If you're on a football team and you're on the offensive line, you have five guys on your offensive line, but I rush six, someone's not getting blocked, right? And you're getting sacked. So the way to think about that is if you have, I don't know, 20 carbs of insulin in your meal, but you somehow bolus for 30, you've sent more rushers than you have blockers. Correct. Right. The other way to think of it is if you bring in a tight end to block and that guy's only rushing four, there's no way he's probably getting to you because now you're you, you got six guys blocking four guys. It's all about putting the right amount of resistance on the other side of the attack. And in truth, <clears throat> both sides are attacking, right? The insulin is trying to pull that that sugar out of your blood. And the carbs or your body function is trying really hard to push your blood sugar up. So this is usually the time, <clears throat> excuse me, when I'm on stage and talking about this, I tell people just to take their hands, put them out flat, put your palms together and push together. And you just need to push so that your left hand can't overpower your right hand and your right hand can't overpower your left hand. And when you do that, you have stability. You mm -hmm. take those palms that are probably in the prayer position right now and you turn them sideways and that's a flat line. So the thing pushing from the top can't overwhelm the thing pushing from the bottom. The thing pushing from the bottom can't overwhelm the thing pushing from the top. And your insulin and your insulin need is now in this just fight that neither of them can win. And, and that's what a that's what a flat line on a graph is. It's just it's the need of insulin, those carbs, and the resistance to that insulin, that insulin both dialed in in a way where neither of them can win the fight. And if you have too much insulin, you're going to get low. And if you have too many carbs, you're going to get high. And honestly, I don't think of it as too many carbs. I think of it as not enough insulin. Um, right. And you're and in I control. Think that's that. a good point to make because quite honestly, we be, we're, we're too carb centric. 
And if you really understand food in general, yes, we're taking insulin to work with carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it wouldn't be called an insulin to carb ratio, right? right? But anytime there is more food there and more food usually means more of those other macronutrients too, things right. like proteins and fats. And so learning, learning by watching your trends around things can teach you how to create enough for later when those other things may be impacting and you want to keep control. Yeah. You have to meet the need. Like I've, mm -hmm. I think throughout the years of making the podcast, I'm most happy with that statement, meet the need because the need may be lower at times. It may be higher at times, but if you don't meet it with the right amount of insulin, you're going to lose one way or the other, high or low. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, but somehow in my mind, tying together the idea of the timing of the insulin and how to, how you can make it not exist in the future gives you the power to make it exist, <clears throat> excuse me, gives you the power to make it exist even more in the future if you want it to. Correct. But what ends up happening to most people is they don't get themselves into this mindset that everything I'm doing for now with insulin is actually happening later. And then they're always... I don't know. It's like you're it's like you're chasing the flash through time and you're always ending <laughs> you're always ending up where he was 15 minutes ago trying to fix the problem, right? Right. You need to be ahead of it. And um and I think that to be honest that's going to transition really well into the next defining um episode. So uh, I want to make sure that you don't have anything else you'd like to add to this. I know this is not like a standard diabetes term or idea. It's just an idea that makes my mind right about using insulin. Well, and I think it's a good point to bring up, especially considering the way that people have started to learn more about manipulating their use of insulin. Mm -hmm. um, and in terms of what we now have access to technology-wise, many of you know the algorithm-driven systems utilize this, this watch right? This predictive nature. And so that also works with how insulin is going to be put into the picture now based on what it's predicting to happen coming into the next hour, two hours into the future. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely something to, to know and understand. See, I, I love you because I didn't know what you were about to say. And then what I had planned to say was <laughs> I've learned so much about this watching Arden's algorithm work. Yes. Right. And so, yes, you and I are just people and the people listening are just people. And our computing power is not quite as high as a, as an algorithm. As an algorithm. <laughs> right. So I'm not, I'm not asking you in your mind to track, you know, 20 different timelines of 0.05 boluses just to understand that that's how it happens, that they kind of feather and layer on top of each other. And then in a regular situation without an algorithm, you could use that information to make some good decisions. But where I really right. learned to believe in it is watching the algorithm, watching it. You know, I tell the algorithm, hey, her blood sugar requires 1.1 unit of insulin an hour for, for basal. And it goes, okay, that's my starting point. But there are times when it decides what, you know, it looks and it says, well, what I think is going to happen in the future an hour from now indicates to me that if we change her basal to 0.7 right now, we'll be able to keep stability off in the future. And you watch that algorithm, give insulin, take it away in the form of a basal over and over and over again. 
and even really good settings. Like even if you have rock solid settings and your day hasn't been full of too many variables, you know, exercise or tough foods to bolus for or whatever, you still see a rise and fall of basil throughout the day because this thing's making these automated changes. And in some right. algorithms, also bolusing. Mm-hmm. It, it'll, it'll make its decisions and then it, it looks up and goes, oh, this didn't work. You know, like we need, we need, we need more and it'll bolus or, Ooh, geez, this didn't work. You're going to get low and it'll rip away your basil for long periods of time to try to stop below in the future. Um, and it's not always successful, but it's successful so frequently. It just really made me believe that I know it's the best we can do when we're injecting to inject once your basal insulin during the day and you get what you get and you manage around it, or even with a pump where you set your your basal rate at something certain or try to make some adjustments to get ahead of problems that you see happen every day at a certain time. But it's just not, it's not enough. Right. You know, it's, it's a great start. It's an amazing tool, but it is not everything that you're going to require. And Correct. so the rest of that has to be you. And, mm-hmm. you know, seeing these trends and being able to make adjustments to it to hopefully stay ahead of problems so that you're not always chasing a problem. Like if you keep showing up 15 minutes after the bank robber leaves, you're never going right. to catch him. You know, you gotta, you gotta be inside waiting for him. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, um, anyway, in my mind, understanding how to create a black hole in the future with insulin is, is the first big step in understanding how to manipulate it in a number of different ways. So guys, this is where the episode ended, but then Jenny and I kept talking about it. It was going to be a private conversation, but I thought you might want to hear it, so I'm going to include it right after this word from U.S. Med. I cannot be the only one of us who is incredibly frustrated with the company that sends the diabetes supplies to our house. I, uh, I just can't be. I mean, if the experience that I've had so far in all these years is even a little reminiscent of what you're going through, then you may be looking for something better. You may be looking for U.S. Med, a company who prides themselves on white glove service. They want you to get better service and better care than you're accustomed to. U.S. Med is the number one distributor for Freestyle Libre systems nationwide. They are the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, the fastest growing tandem distributor nationwide, and the number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer service surveys. With over 1 million diabetes customers served since 1996, US Med carries everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs. They always provide 90 days worth of supplies and fast free shipping. US Med accepts Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. Come on, give them a call, 888-721-1514. Get your free benefits check. Find out why they have an a rating with the Better Business Bureau. Wouldn't you like some white glove service? I know I would. The phone number again is 888-721-1514. And that number is just for Juicebox podcast listeners. Or you can go directly to usmed.com forward slash juicebox and get that free benefits check there. At that link, you can also see reviews for USMed. Better service, 
better care. There are links in the show notes of your podcast player and links at juiceboxpodcast.com to US Med and all of the sponsors. Wow, that's so heady. And then Arden texted twice in between it. I was like, Jesus. It really is like a time travel movie. It's it's like, you know, when you're trying to understand, you're like, wait, was that in the future or the past? And you get kind of I like know. twisted up. It's not easy. But the people who end well, up understanding it really understand it. Right. You know? Well, and that's the that's the that's the Kenny Fox, maybe not necessarily exactly that level, but that's the person who is really looking and understanding, especially the algorithm-driven pumps. I don't know how many people I look at their data initially on talking to them, and they're like, I don't know. I thought it was going to be all so much better, but I still have this big standard deviation. It's all roller coastery. And I was like, yeah, because your pump is taking away this much insulin. And then it's like jamming you full of extra insulin because it took it away and now you're sky high riding. Right. And then it's got to take it away again because now you're drifting. I'm like, we got to stop, stop the deficit. Everybody. (laughs) Listen, we're still uh, recording. I think maybe this gets to stay in. You still have to pre-ball us. It's oh, interesting, yes. you know, and I know that already, but it's interesting that people are seeing it right away and thinking, oh gosh, the thing, the machine will just do it. Like in, in your point earlier, the insulin doesn't work rapidly enough for you not no. to pre-ballus your meals. You're always going to get behind right. and then the thing's going to come along and try its hardest to stop it. Eventually it's going to stop because the food's going to digest and then you're going to get low afterwards. And, right. you know, and then it's not much different. It's, Everything is, I don't know, it's real vibey. You just have to, you got to find it. You know, it's like dancing, I don't know, it's like dancing with a woman. Like, you just got to close your eyes and just, you know, you got to go with it. Yeah, you can't can't sit there and try to figure it out all the time because you just look like that weird guy in the middle of the floor trying to do the right thing. Her hips move, your hips move. That's it, you know? That's it. Go together. Well, and, you know, when you said, you know, watching an algorithm work, I think that's a really good way, if you have the chance to kind of pay attention and watch, it's a really good way to see. A lot of people are also, you know, I don't love my active insulin time that my algorithm is set for. I think it's, it's way too long. We had it set for like two or two and a half hours in our conventional pump. Well, Mm -hmm. Your explanation or, you know, what we talked about, all those little pulses in algorithm-driven systems, those little pulses are now seen by the algorithm as new starting places. Yeah, it's keeping and track as of those long-term timelines. finish line, right? right? Yeah. Um, so it needs a lengthy time period mm-hmm. to be able to predict into. Um, so... I think that's why the first day of Omnipod 5, they say that very first pod, the first time you put it on... It's collecting data at that point. Now, it doesn't happen at the beginning of every new pod, like every time you switch it. It's the very first time you put that algorithm on. It needs that first pod to figure things out. Yeah, Yeah. it's all fascinating. Okay. Um, All right. Hold on. (laughs) I'm all warm now. I'm warm. I'm glad you're warm. I'm kind of cold. (laughs) You're in Minnesota. You're you're up there in Wisconsin. You're lucky you're alive. Um, (laughs) You're going to be. You're going to be living inside a Han Solo's Tauntaun to stay alive at some point up there. First, a huge thanks to Jenny Smith 
as always, for being on the show and sharing her knowledge with us. Jenny works at IntegratedDiabetes.com. If you want to hire her, you can. I also want to thank U.S. Med, the newest sponsor of the Juicebox podcast, and remind you to go to usmed.com forward slash juicebox to get your free benefits check. Find out if U.S. Med is right for you, or you can call them at 888-721-1514. Better service, better care. Get your diabetes supplies from U.S. Med. All right, I thought that was a fun episode. Let me just remind you that anything you need about the podcast can be found at juiceboxpodcast.com. The Diabetes Pro Tips and These Defining Diabetes, as well as other series of the podcast, are also there. You can actually find Defining Diabetes and Diabetes Pro Tip at diabetesprotip.com as well. Or you could just look in your podcast player and search for them. Just if you're in this podcast player, please follow or subscribe to the show. It's really good for the show and and that way you'll get the newest episodes as they come out. Plus, it makes me feel nice. And I mean, if you're trying to do something simple and nice for me, subscribing in a podcast player would be uh, be pretty cool. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast.